Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. But listen, what about um, something like, uh, hey, listen, we're the Empty Betters, and you want to lose your money, you bet on us. Everybody and welcome back to episode 141 of Empty Betters. I am your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What is going on, my friend? Not a whole lot, man. Been busy as hell, I feel like, ever since the season started. Like, I feel like I literally just came up for air now, uh, and we've got a podcast to do. But I'm not complaining. Happy to be here, and uh, season's rolling, man. Yeah, I feel like this is the first real recording where we have stuff to talk about. We're what, like 10, 11 days into the season at this point. So we're finally getting some storylines, starting to see, you know, who's good, who's got some problems. We're definitely going to get into who has some problems a little later in the episode. Who's bad. Yeah, who's hot, who's not. We'll get into all of that. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisconsin, Mac Vogel. How you doing, my man? Doing okay, all things considered. Um you boys know I got a little bit of a concussion uh, in beer league. Uh, yes, if you're listening, it is a non-contact beer league, and I still managed to get a concussion. So you do the math on that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely not cracking a beer for this episode. Just uh, just just swinging from the hip. But uh, I'll definitely be bringing the energy regardless. So like, how long are you going to be out for? Like, is this like a Robin Lanner thing where it could be like two days, could be two years, just back and forth? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I probably shouldn't play in my game this coming weekend, but um, it's also Halloween weekend. So we'll see what other festivities uh, end up occurring. Uh, that being said, you know, just doing some self-care. I slept for like 10 hours last night. So hopefully yeah. that did some did some wonders. I also looked up like good foods to eat to like help your brain heal. And if you're listening, here's a couple tips. Cause I didn't know any of this. If you have a concussion or like any kind of head injury, here's like five quick foods that like uh, apparently help your brain heal faster salmon or like any kind of like fatty fish. Yep. Uh, green tea is apparently really good for you. So I'm uh, just chugging some of that right here. Um, walnuts, any kind of nuts really, but like walnuts and pecans, especially any kind of nuts okay yep and then um what was the other one? Oh, uh dark chocolate oh uh, oh and then broccoli and olive oil too so all that oh, stuff okay well yeah good stuff good fat me up yeah so, so i just literally ate like half a pound of salmon covered in <laughs> olive oil with a side of broccoli and green tea and dark chocolate for dessert with nuts. <laughs> boom there you go crushing the good fats there omega-3s if i'm not mistaken yes, it's good sir. stuff yep. yeah so we'll see what that does <laughs> salmon's the ultimate brain food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um well i hope you feel better i i'm sorry that you uh ended up getting conkied in a non-contact league like you said do the math on that one yeah but, yeah um glad you're able to be here if you know it, if you start like hurting just tap out we got you um all right we're gonna get into the news but before we do just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by brackish life if you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors then brackish life is perfect for you they have a wide selection of gear from uv shirts to hoodies and hats it is real bay apparel made by real bay people Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, 
brackish life. I have read that so many times that sometimes I like fumble fuck my words and I'm like, what am I saying right now? Because I'm going off memory. I'm reading the screen. It's all in my head at once. I'm talking faster than my brain can move. It's a problem, but we're still here and we're getting it done. Uh, all right. Into the league news. So as of today, October 25th, tonight, Phil Kessel will break the all-time record for the Ironman streak, which is the most consecutive games played. He will be playing in his 990th straight game tonight. That streak started way back in 2009 when he was a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I can't believe that this guy is the one who's going to hold the record for the Iron Man streak. What if, are your guys' thoughts? If you had told me that while playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, that Phil Kessel was going to be the guy to play over 900 consecutive games, I would have slapped you in the face. I would have been like, there's no way this guy plays another game in the next two years. I mean, I feel like if Phil Kessel heard my little rant about like good food for like staying healthy, he would have been like, what are you talking about? It's all about <laughs> hot dogs, Coca-Cola, and I don't know, potato chips or something like that. Pretty much. He defies all sports science and logic. It doesn't make any sense, but a huge congrats to Phil Kessel. So like we've got Ovi who puts Dr. Pepper in the water bottles between periods and who's the only one who's going to get close to Gretzky's goal scoring record. Let's be real. And then you have Kessel who chugs hot dogs and Dr. Pepper like they're fucking chewing gum and Mentos or something. Yeah. And now he's going to break the Iron Man record. It's just I clearly these doctors don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't think so. You ever like see those articles about like this woman lived to be 109 years old and she drank a pot of black coffee and like three glasses of red wine every yep. single night. And it's like, yeah, John the, Daly. Yeah, like how's that work? Like I don't understand. But nonetheless, it's a huge congrats to Phil. Um, cool to see an American do it, honestly. Yes. Biased here, but that's pretty awesome. Who do the Knights play tonight? Do you guys – do they play tonight? I'm pretty sure they do. San Jose, they right? do. They're playing San Jose. Okay, yep. yeah. Um, and I believe that's – I can't remember if it's in Vegas or not, but that would be a cool. I think remember it's in San when Jose, that was like a playoff series. Yes, TBT. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a really drama-filled playoff series. Remember, sorry, I should have put it this way. Remember when both of those teams could have made the playoffs? Yeah, and remember yeah. Pete DeBoer made his way through both of those teams within like a three-year period. So, yep. Yep. Uh, very impressive. But yeah, huge congrats to Phil. Pretty awesome. I don't think there's any other active player that's really within striking distance, so he should be having that one for a while. Because Yandel hung him up, right? Plus his uh, his thing ended when he got health bombed or whatever. Yup, and yeah. I believe Cogliano had the streak, got suspended, and then that kind of ruined it for him. Also, just one last note, it's kind of insane given how much playoff hockey Phil Kessel has played over the course of the last 10 years that he didn't even like get hurt in the playoffs, like let alone the regular season. Right. And those games aren't even factored in, right? It's like yeah, only, they're not only regular season games. Yeah. No. So that makes it all the more impressive. Um, moving on, the Florida Panthers signed Eric Stahl to a one year deal. I believe. Do they have Mark Stahl on the team right now? I think. Or no. Yeah, they do. They do, I think. So they've got two stall boys now on that team. Um, naturally, right? How else would you have it? Yeah. But the uh, other one's in Carolina too. Yeah. So cool for Eric to be uh 
getting a deal there. Maybe we'll see him out on the ice fourth line time. Never know. Maybe sometime I mean, soon. You think we'll see him at some point here with what they're dealing with, but maybe. Um Decent start. They're starting off decent so far. They haven't yeah. looked as bad as I think we might have thought, but it's still early, obviously. Um, Carey Price, he's making headlines. He is saying that he has no intentions on retirement right now. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but basically he was saying, you know, he did go through a dark period after they lost in the cup finals. And then the the pandemic was still going on and he felt like his career was on the 18th hole and he kind of just fell into a, a a habit of drinking a lot. And I believe he went into the player's assistance program, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it seems like he's getting his head back. Now it's just about getting the physical health in check. I think he just had a knee procedure done, um, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So really rooting for Kerry. I mean, you always want to see a guy of this caliber go out on his own terms and do it the way that he wanted to do it. So I'm hoping we can see him back in a Habs uniform one day. Yeah, no, it was a it was a nice statement from him. Uh, really inspiring stuff. He mentioned that you know you always have the option of kind of laying low uh, when you choose to do that that kind of thing and step away. But he he made the conscious decision to go public with it because he wanted to sort of uh, show other people that it's okay to reach out for help. So, uh, really good message from him. Um, definitely something that we want to see. Uh, I mean, obviously you don't want to see any player have to get help, but those who need it, hopefully they know that it's there and there's no shame in asking for it. Yeah. I could not have said that any better myself. And I mean, Harry, you nailed it. This is a guy that, you know, was goalie a number one in the NHL for the better part of, I would say five, six, seven years there. Yeah. You know, this is a guy that, you know, you want to see him playing. I, you know, I have very painful memories of him, you know, torturing the capitals through a bunch of regular season games, but this is a guy that you want to see playing. You want to see competing at the top level and hopefully he can get back to it. Yeah. And I, I do have confidence that he'll somehow get back out there. Um, and I, I really am hoping he does I think we're, we're all rooting for Carey price here. Um, so let's chat about a team who might need some help at the moment. The Vancouver some Canucks. Help. Yeah, a lot of help. The Vancouver Canucks are in shambles at the moment. Um, they have not won a game yet this season. Uh, they are 0-4-2 so far on the year. Let's talk about the third period for the Canucks this year. So in third period so far through six games – the Canucks have scored two goals. I think they have seven games now, isn't it? Is it seven? This yeah. was, I I pulled this as of six. I don't have the seven game in front of me, but this is as of six games. Uh, they have two goals scored. They have fifteen goals scored against. They have a eight thirteen save percentage, three blown leads, and in those games that they have lost so far, they have tied or led in six of seven so far going into the third period. This team is. <laughs> In really, really bad, bad. Shape. They're just bad. Yeah. And we had JT Miller expressing his, you know, displeasure with the whole situation, being very vocal about it. And then last night, I don't know if anyone got a chance to watch, but I was watching the end of the game against the Hurricanes. It was one to one after two periods. So again, falls into that same, you know, tied after two periods. They're right in it. They give up a goal like 45 seconds into the third period down 2-1, and then 30 seconds later, another one, down 3-1. And you could just see not only the bench, like, just air sucked out of them, but the building. Like, they're showing fans, and it's just – it's sad to see. There's just 
you know, fans just sitting there like, God, not again. And guess who scored the only two goals for him yesterday? JT Miller. It's like the, he's the only one out there that that's trying to do anything. So it, it's, it's a shitty situation in Vancouver right now. Hopefully they can find a way to turn it around, but if they don't do it soon, I think somebody's going to pay. Yeah. And I think we all know who that's going to be. Uh, I think you make a great point about goal scoring, but I mean, even goals against these guys are, there's only one team who's let in more goals so far this season. And that's the LA Kings. And these guys are only one behind them. They've let in 30 goals so far in seven games. That's really bad. It is really bad. And I want to correct myself. I apologize. All the stats I read in the third period are for all seven games played so far. The Canucks are 0-5 and two, not 0-4 and two so far this year. Um, yeah, it, I mean, you got to think Bruce is going to be the guy who gets shit canned if this happens, right? It's tough, though, because he got brought in right at the tail end of last year and and almost surged them into a playoff spot. Like, he did yep. wonders for the team. So, he he total, what, he's maybe coached, like, I, I want to say less than 40 total games for them at this point. Less than 40 games where he's got his hands on the controls and he's doing things the way he wants to be doing them, you would think. And it's like... I don't know. Is that, is it going to be him? Like, cause I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when a coach is that new, they look somewhere else to, to, to make a correction, whether it be like a, a higher up move or it's like trading a star player or like something like that. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, something's going to happen. They sent Nils Hoaglander to the A. So clearly they're willing to, to shake some things up there, but, uh, if I know I mean, anything about Jim Rutherford, he ain't scared to make moves. And I think yeah. that there were some quotes that came out where he was saying this early in the year, you got to be patient. I don't think he's going to pull any triggers just yet. But, you know, there's seven games in. I would say if we're at game 15 and things haven't really started to see a brighter side coming, then who knows? Bruce might end up being the quickest can head coach in NHL history or something close to that. Also, like if you're Canucks fans, like you guys have seen the videos of like their fans losing their shit, burning stuff, throwing stuff on the ice. Why are you mad? What do you mean? They're Canadian and their hockey team sucks. But they weren't going to do anything this year anyways. Oh, and I don't look know at, about that. Look at what you can get. Are you telling me this team was going to make the playoffs? I I thought the T I thought the Canucks could be a wild card team personally. I think I, mean, I, I don't think I put them there. Put but. it this way, I think us three not having any stake in the Vancouver Canucks, Absolutely. not caring whether they win or not, looking at it, it was easy for us to say, eh, probably not a playoff team this year. But I don't probably think not. any of us thought they were gonna like be like the worst team in the league. No, they weren't in the Bedard sweepstakes by but any means. Think but about now it, you are. But think about it from a Canucks fan perspective going into this year. You're a little bit more jaded because it's your team. You're probably looking at your team and saying, oh, we can make a wild card spot this year. And so I For think sure. it's just a little bit jarring to them to like see them be this bad and be like, what the fuck? I didn't think it was going to yeah. be this fucking bad. Like For sure. I Nick, I don't know. They're not cup, like cup contenders or anything. I thought they maybe could be like an eight seed or seven seed, like sneak in there if they got hot. They still very well could, but I don't know. I mean – this is the problem when your team finishes so hot to a year after they sucked. They bring you into the offseason. You're like, oh, we just got hot at the right time. Like, if that could have happened all year, we would have been fine. And then yep. they tease you, and then you come back to reality, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, basically we age, age yeah. like 14 through 22 for me. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I mean, like, at this point, why not go hard for Bedard? You know, it Here's wouldn't the be the thing, worst though. decision. Here's the thing. 
there's no way to tank for Bedard anymore. Like the way that the NHL has it set up, you could you yeah. could have the shittiest season any hockey team has ever fucking had, and you still might not get him because of the lottery, which is a good thing in my opinion. But still, it's to like prevent any team, any certain team, yeah. from intentionally tanking for a third yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, what? I, yeah. I didn't hear that part. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Rangers got Lafreniere, so like, yeah, the lottery okay. does. Okay, kinda... I don't even okay. want to hear it. I don't Dude, no, I'm not saying it. that that they tanked for him. I'm saying they were like the what were they like the eighth or ninth worst team, and they ended up winning the lottery. Like it was like what the fuck? Like, but why Alexi Lafreniere isn't Mario or Sid. No, I'm not saying he is. Yeah. I'm just saying, Nick, like, read the K dad. I I was just at, echoing what Nick with uh, Max said. He said the tanking doesn't work these days. That's all yeah. I was saying. I don't. I didn't hear anything about purposely tanking. I'm I'm not really <laughs> sure what you're talking about. Read the canine. Anyways, uh, yeah, we probably need to recover from that, uh, as some teams need to recover from intentionally tanking twice. Uh, so before we move on, let's take a second for some rest and recovery from Kane Footwear. Kane is changing the game by providing a unique shoe focused on recovery while being made from sustainable materials. The Kane Revive is made with bounce back foam created from Brazilian sugarcane, a renewable resource. Sugarcane helps reduce greenhouse gases by capturing CO2 as it grows. Kane's unique bounce back foam provides the ideal balance of cushioning and support to help the body renew. Hit the link in our bio today for the most comfortable pair of shoes you will ever own. I was actually out on the blacktop with my shooting pad today, ripping up, you know, little top cheese, little bar clunk, had my canes on, back doesn't hurt at all. Little Connor Carrick pro stock action. Yeah, why not, right? Uh, in typical empty betters fashion, I think we forgot to mention who our interview guest is today. <laughs> so uh, never too late. We're gonna get it's to a that. surprise. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that interview momentarily. Uh, we were joined by the Daily Over. If you don't know who the Daily Over is, he's probably one of the best NHL gambling Twitter accounts to follow. He posts every single day. Uh, team's records like against the under against the over who's hot who's not he's great with picks so go give him a follow put it this way if you're ever like wanting to get a pick in but you've had a busy day haven't had a chance to really look into the nhl slate the way you want to and it's like you know 30 minutes before game time go on twitter look him up see what he see what over he picked and just just tail it usually he wins honestly so pretty much yeah, you'll you'll know after this hearing this interview, he knows his stuff. Um, we're happy that he got to join us, and we're always favoriting and tweeting back at him on Twitter. So if you follow us, you'll inevitably end up seeing his account come across your timeline. Um, so we are going to toss it off to the Daily Over right now, and we are now pleased to welcome CJ from TDO, the Daily Over on Twitter. How you doing, my man? Good, and you? Doing well, doing awesome. well. Thanks appreciate for having me, boys. you joining us. I uh, appreciate being here, man. It's awesome. So, You're doing a great job. Thank you. So for those of you who uh, don't know who TDO is, stands for The Daily Over, one of the best follows on Twitter, in my opinion, uh, especially if you're into betting appreciate the pucks. That. Yeah, no, you you do a great job. So uh, credit to you. But just wanted to bring you on the program. I know we've had some fellow cappers that we uh, are mutual friends with on the program before, so I wanted to get to – know a little bit about you know how you started the twitter page what started it you know where you're from all that stuff um and then we can go from there yeah for sure well thanks again for having me on you guys do a great job as well appreciate the love all the retweets and likes uh and uh you know what we've been off to a hot start this year so we got to keep that going as well but uh as for how it started it's kind of funny my buddy 
Uh, I wasn't on Twitter even up until like last year or at the start of this year, even I think. Um, and what happened was we were always making bets as we all do. Uh, we got right into it a few years back, uh, mostly hockey, uh, as you can see by my NFL picks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, he's like, you got to watch this Elio guy, right? And he's yeah. like, and we were following him. We were tailing his picks and we were hitting overs. And we always picked overs as, you know, it's no fun to pick unders, as we all know. But, yeah. uh, and that night I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just going to sign up for Twitter and make, make my own page. He's like, what are you going to call it? I'm like, well, everyone loves overs. I'm like, I'm just going to go with the daily over and I'll make one pick a day. <laughs> and honest to God, for like a week to two weeks, I it was like, he was the only one that followed me <laughs> like yeah. I had nothing like and then uh I got hot in uh before the end of the regular season last year I remember and that. uh got some retweets some likes and uh dove a little bit more into the stats side of things and uh kind of took off from there which is uh it's been fun I shut it down for the the summer got busy with camp up here in uh, Canada. I am from Ontario, Canada, Northern Ontario. So North of uh, Toronto and uh, played a lot of puck uh, back in the day and uh, went to school in Sudbury, uh, Ontario, which is where I live now and took the sports administration program, which is like a business, but also in sports and spent some time with the Ottawa senators uh, oh. doing uh, media communications for my boy, Simo, if he's listening, Chris Moore out there is still running their uh, uh, communications media department and was uh, helping with prospect updates like their uh, like little media write ups in the dressing room with the players after every practice and game, uh, having fun there and then doing their prospect updates like their stats throughout the week, which got posted on online, which was pretty cool. And then lockout year came back and I got into the finance world. So there I am now. I'm uh, I'm a never was or has been, if you will. But uh, does love, your does yeah, your finance job know people. that you uh, run a gambling page? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's, uh, that's hush yeah. Hush. Financial advice. It's pretty. Uh, it's ironic, but uh, as long you as get them can, coming and going, yeah, it's like financial advice. That's it's right, like, hey, you really want to pad this bank account? I, I don't follow me on Twitter. My client, I don't think any of my clients are uh, following <laughs> me on Twitter. Man. It's probably for the best, right? That's right. <laughs> That's their Mark, problem. The markets are taking a hit. TDO's doing better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the ROI is there for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember when I was like just scrolling Twitter one day. I, I one of the barstool guys I think gave you a retweet, and I started following you right before yeah. the postseason, like three or four weeks before. And you were, I think, you went like four weeks straight without a loss. I was sending it to these guys, and I was like, "This guy's hotter than hell." Like, I don't know yeah, what the hell's going on. I think at one point, and I was just doing one pick a day, and I I think in a month I I was like twenty four and four or something like that, and yeah, I haven't been that hot since. Not too shabby, yeah, I, yeah, not too shabby. It was a good month. It was a good month, to say the least. So let me ask you this: you, you know, we know that you're you're doing well right now too. Obviously, kudos to yeah, you. Started I'm, the year off hot. I'm still kind of pulling myself out of that little five hundred win percentage dip, but um. What goes into a pick for you? Like, what do you look at? I know you, maybe it's just guts and feel, you know, you watch a lot of hockey. I know people do that. Or do you dive into the stats? Like, how's that work? 
A little bit of both. I, as you know, I love hockey. I watch most of the games. Uh, I got multiple games up every night. It could be even the late game, Stinker, San Jose versus Arizona. I'll watch it, right? Uh, which is I, which I, what I find helps. Um, on the prop side of things, I find, you know, I look at guys that hit their over a lot. Like, look at that 70%. And then I'll watch for them to miss a night, right? And then then I'll see who they're playing the next night, and then I'll dive in there. Uh, so a guy like a guy in LA, uh, Kemp, he's he's usually lights out for over two and a half, for example, right? Or he's a big goal guy too, if you if you ever do uh, anytime goals. But a guy like that hits over seventy percent on the two and a half shots, and then if he goes a game without hitting it, I'm looking at who he's playing against the next night i'm like oh man this guy is for sure gonna hit especially if it's against a team that gives up a lot of shots so on the prop side it's a feel but i'm almost looking for them to miss a day or two to hit them the following day and that's kind of what i did today with my pick uh but as for overs i i look at you know their their last five games their last 10 games uh, i look at how many shots each team gives up in a on average at home or on the road. Uh, and last year, I love teams that took a lot of penalties and had bad penalty kills. My Habs being the number one team in that. <laughs> I know who number two is. That would be my Washington Capitals. So yeah, yeah. they were up there. Uh, and, they and they hit big last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hit them last night too, which is awesome. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, they were up there. Nashville was huge for being in the box all year. But the nice thing about Nashville was they were putting up goals. Mm -hmm. so they were a huge over team. Columbus just let everyone fill the net last year. <laughs> right? Honest to God, I think they were like 20-some games above 500 on the over. Yeah. Uh, so towards the end, I was just riding those top five to six teams. Uh, New Jersey was another one last year that they just couldn't keep the puck out of the net. Uh, it's a little tougher at the start of the year. You have no idea what team's going to come out hot or what power plays are hot. I, I usually look for power plays. Like I, I love running with the Maple Leafs mm -hmm. this year. It's, I don't think they've hit an over yet. It, yeah. I was going to say, I've been with you on that. It's burned me so far. Yeah. Um, I think I missed one on those guys and Matthews burned me last night with one less shot. I think he had four in the third period, like for two mm -hmm. periods, just, but that's another guy, right? You yeah. Missed last night, you look at who they're playing tomorrow or whenever they play. I'm probably going to be on it. I might not post it, <laughs> but I'll, I'll probably be on Matthews to hit over four and a half the next game. Yeah. So, like, I am very intrigued. And I think I said this when I was on Icebox. I'm very intrigued by what I call the shots on goal army. It's like a cult. Yeah. Like, these people have like spreadsheets all over the place, post them, all these stats, left and right, heat maps of where people shoot from, <laughs> all these like crazy stats. I personally am, I'm brand new to it. And I was DMing you last night about Kaprizov yeah. after Top Chatters uh, posted that thing. Where do you stand on like the shots on goal props? Like, are you really big into that? I know you've been doing more of them lately. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I'm into like where they shoot from or heat trace and like that, but I yeah. do love them. Sometimes you find guys that are on a cold streak or, or even that you find that they shoot enough. They just haven't been hot lately and there's good odds on it. 
you know, there's plus money or not that much juice on them to even have two or three shots, mm. which they're playing against a team that gives up some penalty kills and they're on the top or second unit. Like, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there, but I wouldn't say I'm part of like the hard army. I've just been adding them as a second uh, pick uh, on my post this year to see how it goes. And to be honest with you, that's what I'm like. I'm still doing fine on them, uh, mm-hmm. but I've lost more of those than my totals this year. I would yeah. say I'm more comfortable picking the totals, um, but there's a lot of stats out there for the shots. I, I don't dive too far into those ones. I'm more stats on the overs. Uh, like the totals than the actual st- uh, shots. I just look for guys that have missed lately and are they tend to hit 60 to 70 or higher. The fun thing about taking shots on goal props is like you're really, unless you unless you bet somebody to take like five shots or something, but like as long as it's like over like two and a half or something like around there, you're never out of the bet, right? Like it could be like the third period and you're like, all right, like one power play, dude might literally take like two or three shots and you're, you're there. So Burns would take 12. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's so true. And that that's what happened to me last night. I thought um when Toronto tied it up, tied it up, uh, and it was disallowed or whatever, I was praying for overtime because going into the third period, I don't think Matthews had a shot. <laughs> and I was like, I need five. I'm like, <laughs> I look like a bozo right now. And then out of nowhere, I, I'm going through the score like app or stats, and I'm like, he has four. And then they tied it up. And I'm like, oh, money. He's going to have a shot in OT for sure. Maybe game winner. Like, who knows? And then I, I wasn't watching the game. I was watching a different game. And then I check, and it was 4-2 Arizona. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Like, this is terrible. So, yeah. But to your point. You're never, you're never out of it with shots. Where... Even with the Kaprizov one last night, I, I had that one too. And I was like at work checking and yeah, it felt like he had one for like forever. And I was like, God, come on. And then like next I checked, he had like four and I was like, oh, all right, wow. cool. We're there. Boom. That guy is wild. Fun He's sick. It's so fun to watch, man. Yeah. Like hopefully he can get like, like the out first... of Minnesota so we can like watch him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that's cold. <laughs> yeah. That was rough, Nick. Christ. We got wild. <laughs> we have a, after you, we have a big wild fan. Right. That's why I said guest. it now. Yeah, not yeah. later. Get it out. Yeah. Get it out. Oh, you can check the halves all you want, man. Well, it's so I was telling you last night, I think I messaged you. I said, I like the Habs against the Pens tonight. Like we never play you guys well in Montreal. And then, you know, you guys put it, I can't remember who your backup is, but I think yeah, you guys, Montembeau, yeah. yeah, you guys had him in and then you won an OT. I was kind of mad. I didn't take that. Yeah. Actually on the ice box with uh Turk, he took them as one of his picks. Yeah. So I love it. Uh, Pittsburgh does play Montreal. Well, uh, Crosby always does, but uh, Montreal's just one of those going to be like a hard, I wouldn't say maybe a hard team to beat, but they play hard every night. Right. Well, and, now that they got Marty as their coach, he's not going to tolerate anything less, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love him <laughs> behind the bench so far. I know it's a a short uh, sample size, like a small sample size, but I think he's he relates to the players. They're young. They probably look up to him, you know. Uh, and I I like what they're doing there. Uh, if you look down the roster, like they have a lot of great NHL wingers right now. I'm sure the majority of them will, might be gone by the end of the year or uh salary dump somewhere else playoff run. But, you know, any given night, like if you go down the right side, I believe it's like Monaghan, Gallagher, Hoffman, 
Mm -hmm. uh, even Armia is there, but I don't, I don't even know if he's been playing. On the left-hand side, you have Caulfield, um, Druin, Anderson, uh, and Slavikovsky. Up the middle, they're young, though, right? You're, yeah. you're the new captain, Suzuki. Doc, I think it's a great ad uh, that they got at the draft, and then Dvorak, and then Jake Evans. But their their back end is where they're lacking, and they don't they don't mm -hmm. have that savior in price anymore. So, right, I would love them to finish last and you know have a great shot at Bedard this year. Like if there's a year, yeah, like the the kid's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I, he would be a great fit for Montreal too. I mean, I feel like they're kind of, even though they just got the number one overall pick, I, I I feel like that kid would really help put Montreal back on the map. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I just can't see anybody being worse than Arizona, Chicago this year. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the year, I mean, San Jose looks really bad too. Yeah, yeah they, they do. I don't yeah. know if it was the travel, but uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to be playoff, but I, I didn't think they'd start 0 and 4 either yeah so yeah. do you dabble with uh futures bets like do you have any stanley cup winner futures eastern conference western conference anything like that yeah yes i do uh my first one goes out to my boy caulfield i took him over 30.5 i think everyone set him at which i thought was like he's gonna be the only one on the power play shooting <laughs> yeah. that's like this and if he plays 82 games i'm like there's i have a feeling like he's gonna hit 40 this year well i hope he does uh for his sake too so i think that's an easy one um it's a fun and, bet too because it gives you something a little extra yeah. to root for you know if your team's not necessarily in it but you can at least watch the games and be yeah, like we'll be down like six, we'll be down six nothing and if he scores <laughs> and hits the over for us like it's start a, going crazy you're like let's go know, that's a win for me yeah <laughs> absolutely uh as for eastern conference uh my eastern conference and stanley cup finalist uh I have the Rangers this year. I, I, it was between them and Carolina. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it, but Toronto, if they if they do figure it out, they could be dangerous. But I'm going to go out of the Metro this year. I'm just going to say it's going to be New York or Carolina. I have my money on New York. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what my future bet is. And then I do have them to win the cup as well. Yeah. Um, no, that and, feeling. And in the West, in the West, it's going to be tough to pick against Colorado, but it's not fun picking them. So I went with Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. There's no other reason except for Connor McDavid. That's, I just watch him night in, night out, win games. Like that game against Vancouver, I know Vancouver's given up three leads now. Uh, and <laughs> tough for their client, uh, their clients, their fans. And uh, <laughs> see, tough jobs, man. You got to keep Yeah. Them. Yeah. You got to switch back and forth. I get it. Um, and, uh, you know, he just put them on his back and he had like a hat trick and assist game one. I'm like, I don't know, tough, tough to bet against. Oh, yeah. Well, he's yeah, I mean, he's ridiculous, as we all know already. But um, I'll lead it into like something different. I can speak for myself. I told you this earlier. We literally made a T-shirt about his prop bet over one and a half points because it was funny at one point because if i was in trouble i'd be like all right i'm just yeah. gonna send it like just putting the 401k on mcdavid <laughs> over 1.5 yeah it's yeah. ridiculous so do you have like a do you have like an emergency like go-to that you've done historically is that a thing for you no uh not <laughs> not not like just a go-to. Last year, I found myself hitting Columbus games a lot. To be honest, with you, yeah, same here. It was working. It was working. 
Um, and I might dive back into that a little bit later on in the season, but I find I have to spread it out early on in the year because it's so hit or miss. I just, you know, yeah. I, you know, there's no trends. There's nothing like, I, I really thought last night Toronto was going to go over. I, I didn't, I didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time I got to it, it was at seven. Uh, and I'm like, I, I hate the sevens. I just have a hard yeah. time, like eight, even though half the games I feel go to eight now. Um, it's crazy. Last night during the Colorado Minnesota game, I wouldn't take it because it's an under, but like halfway through the first period, it was like, like they had it set at like minus nine and a half. And I'm like, that's, and I think it did. Like, I think it got yeah. to, nine. yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Three or something. I'm like, this league is ridiculous. There's, there's been a couple teams. I, I wouldn't call it a trend yet, but you can kind of pick out like, okay, that might be something like I've, I've hit Carolina unders uh, two yeah. of the three games they've played. I didn't take it the first game, but they're a great under team. Um, Minnesota's given up what, like 20 goals against in three games. I mean, they're, they've, Man, they are, it's, they are getting waxed right now. Yeah. Carolina looks a lot good. better than that too. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Dallas looks great. We all thought they were going to suck. Yeah, Ottinger scares me. He's one of the goalies that I look mm-hmm. for. Uh, I don't take goalies too like too much into account unless it's Vasilevsky or Shosturkin. Uh, but Ottinger is one of those guys that just can steal a game. Uh, so I, I, I tend to stick away from Dallas on the overs at least. Uh, but Carolina looks good this year. I, like again, they've they're for the last five years it seems like. Uh, but yeah, if you see them at six and a half with Frederick Anderson and Net uh most nights you should probably take the under where do you ever take like money lines or is that not a thing for you yeah i do i don't i don't post some uh just because the name but i might start (laughs) uh might uh start with the money lines uh i i don't i don't take too many dogs uh, I know Turk likes, you know, like going up if you see plus money's all over it. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like last night you would have won a few, I think. Uh, yeah. There's quite a bit last night. And uh, over time, I'm sure that does pan out, but I don't make enough, right? So if I do, I'm looking for, you know, I might even take a puck line. Yeah. So I yeah, I get that. Tampa I- playing somebody on a back-to-back and Vasilevsky's in net. I'm like, well, seems yeah. like going to win in rag or by two right and they play a respectable team you can get it at like plus 170 plus 180 yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a good so strategy that's that's where my head's at on that mm-hmm. uh but yeah i like to sprinkle a little bit of everything <laughs> no i mean i i'm all over the place i've always tried to get it consistent and then i end up just going back to spray spray shooting from the hip everywhere so oh, there's there's definitely those parts of the year yeah <laughs> Also, where, where where do we get one of those hoodies? Those things are fresh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I could get you some of these, man. I'll send them your way. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I had some gear done up last year, so I have to just uh, restock up. My buddies took them all for me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll be sure to send something back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I appreciate the. Um, we'll work out addresses after, but uh, it looked like you guys had a pretty sick event the other night. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was we, a lot of fun. We. Uh, well, Mac is up in Milwaukee, but Nick and I are in Baltimore. Um, okay. Not not too far from DC. Like down here, you get a mix of like Caps fans because it's like you know maybe an hour away from DC. But yeah, 
Um, we did it last year. We decided to do it again this year. Just watch the game, bet on it with some friends, have a couple of beers. Awesome. So it's always a good time. I, I, what I want to do next time is like we've started um, or we're trying to get a program off the ground where we do like not daily, but just little 10 minute snippets of like tonight's action. This is more of like our weekly big podcast that we do. I'd love to get you on again. Yeah. We kind of run the board. Yeah. That'd be great. Absolutely down. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, uh, if you fellas got any more questions, are you all good? I think I'm all set, Cole. Thank you so much for hopping yeah, on with us, man. Yeah, your time, guys. Likewise. Yeah, Go follow yeah. The Daily Over on Twitter if you don't already. Uh, TDO, we appreciate it. Thank you very awesome. much. Appreciate you guys. Big thanks to The Daily Over for hopping on with us. Uh, such a great guy. So nice to finally be able to chat with him uh, in person as opposed to just online. <laughs> but uh, yeah, ton of great picks on that site, man. I mean, that dude absolutely knows his stuff. So be sure to give him a follow uh, and tail him on some picks with us as well. Harry, let's so do some... Canadian. So, so Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And I love every stuff. sense of it. And he probably was like, so American. Like, yeah. <laughs> great personality, though. Good guy. For sure. Yeah. Uh, let's tackle some injuries. What do we got? Uh, so we got the Canucks's um, Quinn Hughes week to week with a lower body injury. We got Maple Leafs's Jake Muzzin on the IR. That's all I got so far. And uh, Alex, I follow. I only know this because he's on my freaking fantasy team. Uh, started hot. He had like two or three assists in the first like two games. Looked really good. Looks like he was just going to be a points machine. And then bang, IR. A couple days later, bang, long-term IR. So uh, if you're wondering what to do with him on fantasy, uh, my advice would be shelf him for now if you can. Uh, wait it out a little bit, see how it goes. He's going to be a good player when he comes back, hopefully. So I wouldn't bail just yet. But I don't think we've had a chance to mention uh, Connor Brown either, right? That's no, true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a tough loss for the Caps. Uh, what did they say, upper body? I believe so. It was, yeah, as usual, not a lot of detail, but um, upper body, like it's three um, to 365 business days, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think it's week to week or something like that. I, I think um, it'll probably be like a, well, actually last I heard they were like trying to determine if he's going to need surgery or not. So maybe it's going to be longer than that. I don't know. We'll see. He's Thanks. also playing tomorrow night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Also, breaking news that no one's ever heard before. Uh, Jason Zucker, he's injured for the Penguins with a lower body injury week Who? to week. So, yeah, exactly. Nick <laughs> yeah. Bukestad, my bad. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, before we get to our gambling segment, I think Mac has a word from our sponsor, Sharp Rank. Yeah, as always, uh, all of our picks this year sponsored by Sharp Rank. If you're not on the app yet, what are you doing? Hop on there ASAP. Get your picks in. Follow our picks. Climb up that leaderboard, brag to your friends about how you have a winning record in your favorite sports league. Um, yeah, all of our picks every night. We always get them in on Sharp Rank. Usually we'll tweet them out too, but um, yeah, follow us on Sharp Rank and uh, have some fun with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're always you know posting picks on there, so be sure to download the app and follow us if you don't already. I do want to mention before we talk about gambling trends that uh, we are now – writing i don't know if i would say part-time but every now and then uh for the daily Goalhorn, a website for nhl news analysis rumors all that good stuff uh they have a twitter page that you can go follow where they tweet out the articles as well but make sure you go subscribe to the newsletter you'll get email notifications 
Uh, and you also definitely want to give them a follow on Twitter. We will be writing a couple articles every month or so um, for them. So be on the lookout for that. I know Nick just posted one with our reverse retro rankings. We did a YouTube video on that. So go check out our YouTube channel now if you haven't already to watch that. I did one about the top five surprises so far this NHL season. We talked about the Canucks. I had them in there. I go in depth about the Flyers as well, unfortunately. Um, so that's that. Let's get into the gambling part of the episode. I also just want to say I fucking hate the Chicago Blackhawks and I really hate the LA Kings. Uh, I got absolutely screwed last week with those two teams. Both of them blew 2 nothing leads on Friday night and Saturday night and sent me into a spiral of depression and degeneracy going into the weekend, and it did not end well for me. So we're trying to turn the tides this week. That's all I got to say. Um, the Minnesota Wild, uh, they are undefeated on the over this season. Goals, goals, goals. MAF is not looking too sharp at the moment, and the offense is clicking. Kaprizov is going. What have your guys' thoughts been on the Wild so far? Kind of a coin flip, honestly. Um, they started a little slow. People were worried. Now they've looked a little better. Um, they've scored a lot of goals. I, I think the biggest question mark for them still is Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, will he be a good goaltender in the NHL this year? I don't know. We'll see. Harry, I think you nailed it. The only way I can really get a read on this team bet-wise is over versus under, and the answer is always going to be over. Like I, I cannot pick them to win a game flat out. I certainly can't pick them to win by two. So, uh, yeah, you got to look at over under with that team. They're just, you know, once yet again for like what seems like the twelfth year in a row, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so we don't know what they're doing. They are literally purgatory team. They are. They are. They are purgatory team. Before I move on to the Carolina stack, can one of you check what the score of their game or? Yeah, I think they're playing on East Coast right now, aren't they? Carolina doesn't play tonight. I could have sworn the Wild. No, um, the Wild I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, they're up yeah. one zip at the end of the first with the Habs. Yep. Okay, because that was a six and a half over under. I can't remember if I took it or not. That's probably not a good sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoops. And you, Nick, you said they're winning? One nothing. One zip oh, after God. one. Come on, Cole Caulfield. Let's get it rolling. I do have the Habs on that one. Um, Carolina. The under is hit in five of their six games this season. The only one where it didn't hit, they were playing against McJesus and Dreisaitl, so I guess they're excused from class for that one. But other than that, Freddie Anderson is shutting the damn door down right now. Carolina is money on the under. Good guy to have in fantasy hockey, that's what that's son, for sure. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac, I'll let you read this next one. I think that this would be fitting for you. Uh, the 16 teams one? Yes. Yeah, so 16 teams have won a game this season when trailing by multiple goals. Uh, I think I've cashed in at least two or three of those already. Uh, live bet season, baby. Uh, if you see a team, especially a good team, is losing by like two goals after two, check out the live bet value. Can't hurt to just see what it's at. Or like... Uh, if Columbus is down to zip to Arizona right now, maybe you just put yeah, a maybe little, a little dabble. Usually yeah. the minimum live bet, at least for us, is like five bucks. So, you know, if I, I'll, I especially love doing this if I'm already up on the week, like 30, 40 bucks or more, hopefully. Uh, and then you're like, whatever, I'll, I'll risk five of the dollars that I'm already supposed to win uh, and see if I can just add to the pot there. And a lot of times it's worked for me. So, yeah, keep your eye on that for sure. Especially 
if they are trailing to the Vancouver Canucks, as yep. we have mentioned earlier yep. in this episode. Um, I will, Mac, I'll also let you get this next one because I know this was your stat that you pulled. Yep, yep. So there are four players in the NHL this year so far that have a hat trick. That would be Connor McDavid, Andre Svechnikov, Joe Pavelski, and Alex Tuck. Um, couple names in there that maybe you wouldn't have expected. Um, obviously, McDavid being the obvious one. Uh, I have cashed in on three of these four. Funnily enough, McDavid's the only one I didn't because I wasn't paying attention that night. Didn't know he had two goals. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've talked about this on the pod before. My favorite bet in the world <laughs> is paying attention to the games on any given night. See if somebody has two goals, especially if it's early on, there's plenty of hockey left or if it's a little bit later, but the game is still close and they're, you know, they're winning and there's going to be an empty net situation. Load up, not a lot of money, but you know, five, maybe 10 bucks on that player to score three or more goals if you have that on your book. And usually you're going to win somewhere between like, I don't know, 20 and like 80 bucks or something like that. Sometimes it can be even more if it's somebody really unlikely. Alex Tuck, I'll use this one as the example. He had two goals after two periods like a week ago. Um, and I noticed that in the intermission put like $5 to win like 80, I think, um, for him to get another one. And he did in the third period, I think it was the empty net or two. So it's like a slam dunk. That's um, wild. Yeah. It's, it's easy stuff. The, it just seems like one of those things that Vegas hasn't totally figured out. It's almost like they're like, well, he already has two, no way he's going to get a third, but like what they don't realize is like your teammates look for you when you or have two like, goals. If you've yeah. gotten two, clearly the puck is finding you. There's either a lapse in coverage or someone isn't doing their job. Like it's clearly clicking. So that or like, yeah, teams, team, I mean, look at the McDavid one. He scored that hat trick because Evander Kane and him were skating towards an empty net and Evander Kane could have scored the goal, but he was like, oh, my buddy's got two goals. I'm going to pass it to him so he can get the hat trick. Shit like that happens all the time i think it was and, because like oh that kid harrison has me to score a goal so i'm gonna yep, pass it to yep, mcdavid yep, because yeah. i don't want harry to win money uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> no yeah, but um, too. no it's just one of those things like vegas that there's certain things vegas just doesn't really pick up on and that's one of them like they just don't know that teammates are looking for you for a third goal so keep your eye on that live but the hattie make some money and then the last gambling stat, uh, this is as we're recording. This could change once this episode goes up on air. But Detroit is the last team remaining with zero regulation losses. They are playing the New Jersey Devils uh, right now as we're recording. Don't and know they are losing two to one to the Devils after one. Of Ooh. fucking course. So, all right. That's just wonderful. It's a tough time to be hairy. Let me tell you what. All righty. Who's hot? Who's not? Uh, who wants to start? Mac, you want to start? Nick, me? Yeah, I'll start. Um, All right, you got it. Let's talk about who's hot real quick. I'll start with my hot pick. Uh, another guy on my fantasy team, somebody I drafted very late and I'm extremely pleased with so far, Logan Thompson. He has been handed the reins for starting goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he is not disappointed. Uh, he's got a 931 save percentage. Uh, and I think he's looked terrific in all the games I've been able to watch him play so far. Uh, he has a shutout as well. There's only a couple goalies in the league right now that have one. He's one of them. Uh, and he's just he's just been shutting it down, doing his job. All the pressure's on him, but he uh, he's he's shown that he's up to the task. So um, definitely watch out for him when he's when he's playing, especially if you're looking for 
betting an over or betting against him or something like that, you might want to think twice because uh, he's been shutting it down big time. Nice. Nick, you want to go next? Sure. I got, uh, for my who's hot, I got Tanner Janot. He got me nine and a half fantasy points last week for your beloved Honey Nut Chelios. <laughs> uh, two goals in three games played last week. I think he's just been off to a great start. I got a lot of criticism when I drafted this guy. So it's so far, it's working out for me. Well, hits count too, right? And Pims. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's a beast in that department. I don't hate that at all. Yeah. Um, my hot player, I'm going to go with Shane Pinto. Uh, of the Ottawa Senators. He's got five goals scored in six games played so far. That ties him for third best in the NHL right now. His odds, Vegas odds, to win Calder, I believe went from like plus 2,800 to plus 1,600 um, since his last game where I believe he had two goals. So keep an eye out on Shane Pinto for rookie of the year. I don't hate that at all. Moving on to who's not, um, my who's not, the Vancouver Canucks. We've already talked about why, but I don't think I really need to go into any more detail about that one. What about you guys? Just bad. It's not do good. You, I mean, just bad. That's all you can really say. Do you have a who's not? I don't. I don't really have a who's not. Outside of like saying Vancouver and just being redundant, I think it's still too early for me to say, you know, straight off the bat who is actually bad. But yeah. I got one, and I, I think this maybe is a little unfair to to single out a player, especially because it is early in the season, but I'll go ahead and do it anyway. Um, I think Evan Bouchard, somebody that I really expected to kind of have a coming out party this year. Um, I was expecting this guy to be a power play point machine, feeding to McDavid and Leon, all those guys on the power play. So far, he has no power play points, no goals, and just two assists. Again, only through six games played, I still think that there's plenty of plenty more opportunities for this guy to still do exactly what I expect him to, but definitely off to a little bit of a slower uh, a slower start than I would have hoped. I'm actually going to amend that statement. I do have someone that I can say is just straight up bad at this point in the season. That's going to be the San Jose Sharks. Uh, out of yeah. all the teams in the NHL, uh, they have the lowest amount of points combined with the most amount of games played. So they've played eight games and they have four points and the teams below them have five games, six games and seven games played. Fancy term called points percentage. Exactly. For, for the nerds out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they might actually be the worst team in the NHL. Like they no look joke. really, really bad. They do. Like, at least Vancouver had the lead at one point. They blew it, but they and had And Vancouver it. has sure. players that you've either A, heard of before, or B, heard of B, good before, whereas San Jose does not have Well, and the reason Vancouver is getting, like, so much flack for being so bad right now is because people know they can be better, right? It's like, come on, what the hell is wrong with this team? And, like, I think ultimately people know that they're not going to be, like, the worst team in the league after all 82 games have been played. But I don't think... I don't think anyone thinks that the Sharks are going to turn this around. I think everyone's no. like, oh, shit, they are going to be really bad. They're actually that bad. And Vancouver, it's like you look at like your front office and your coaching staff, specifically your coaching staff, and the team just sort of cultivates an image of success, winning, you know, overall awesomeness. And just the fact that they're not living up to like the the Bruce is up here. And right now the Canucks are kind of down here, maybe more totally. a little bit down here. You know, they got to they gotta catch up with Bruce, so. 100%. <laughs> All 
I mean, I think the Sharks could benefit from a Bedard, not a traditional market California I am team. A hundred percent sold on the That'd San Jose Sharks having the first overall pick and getting Connor Bedard. Ship him be the so fuck out cool. there. Get that him away from amazing. us. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Do you know why? Wow. Not Metro. That's and why. Not even in the same conference. Also, the Sharks are just cool, and I think he would look good in the jerseys. Yeah. Just wait till Chikrin ends up coming to one of the New York teams. That'll be fun. Um, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the State of the Union. I will let you guys lead off with the Washington Capitals. Chucky, Chucky, Chucky. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Chucky Lindgren played out of his freaking mind. Ch- Charles Mustache the first. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah. Um, no, I think he's been the better goalie so far. He's only played two games, but he's looked absolutely amazing to me in both. Uh, he lost one of those games too, and I still thought he played really well. Um, Kemper's been good too. I, you know, I've been I've been satisfied generally with the goaltending. I would say, um, honestly, my biggest complaint so far about the Caps is the big guns. I want more from Ovi. I want more from Kuzi. Um, the fourth line looks fucking amazing. Like Nick Dowd, uh, he he's Nick Dowd for heart. He's been the best capital on the ice night in night out, which shouldn't surprise me i don't know why it does it really shouldn't he he's just a work hard kind of guy every single day gotta love him it's refreshing to see you know your team get support scoring and scoring up and down the lineup yeah but at the end of the day the guys that are there to score goals also need to score goals and right now they're not i mean i think connor sherry leads the team in goals right now if i'm not mistaken um, he's red hot right now which yeah he, he's been playing good and like nick said that's good you want to see that but uh it's it's a At little same time yeah we definitely need to see more from the guys who are supposed to be scoring and i know wilson's not here and baxter's not here and so that definitely plays a role in the chemistry or whatever but um I don't know. Figure it out. I think I think Dylan Strom has actually looked really good in my opinion. Not necessarily scoring a ton of goals yet, but uh, I like him on the power play a lot. I've seen him making a lot of really smart passes and smart decisions. So I fully believe that he can be capable of being either that one center or the two center in place of Backstrom until he gets back. Um, but yeah, Kuznetsov. I need more from him for sure. Um, Shoot yeah. the puck, dude. Like, I hate to be that shoot the Definitely. puck guy, but like Definitely. with everyone out of this lineup, like you got to mm-hmm. shoot the puck. The defense has also looked a little suspect in my opinion. Um, they've had a couple of goals. Nick Jensen had a really nice one. Carlson has had one or two nice goals, but defensively, like they've looked a little stupid out there multiple times. So there's a couple, you know, naps being taken on the ice at times. Definitely. So it's like maybe, you know, <laughs> wake up. Yeah. Naps being taken on the ice for sure. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's the gist of it. I, I, we're above 500 now. Right. So yes. Um, that's encouraging. We do have a very tough gauntlet uh, of a schedule dude, coming up. So I, you want to hear this while you guys were just jib jabbering about that. And it was going in one ear and out the other. Um, I was doing a little research for you guys. 12 of your next 14 uh, games are against teams with a winning record. Yep. As of right now. Let yeah. me read you this schedule. And most of them are teams that were in the playoffs last year, too. <laughs> Let me read you this schedule. Dallas, Nashville, Carolina, Vegas, Detroit. That All five of those are hard. Then you get Arizona at home. And then after that, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, St. Louis, Colorado, Philly, Calgary. Jesus Christ. That is well, brutal stretch. Put it this way. Some can, drinking months right there, boys. <laughs> if, we, if we can somehow find a way to win half of those games, 
uh, I'll be happy. And then, I mean, there's some bad teams in the NHL, so hopefully we're playing them after that. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it put, like right after the uh, the Philly game leads you right into Thanksgiving. So you'll know, uh, you'll be knowing if you're thankful or not right around oh, then. Oh, God, dude. Yeah. I'm going to be, we might literally be like seven <laughs> and like 20 at yep. like Thanksgiving. That's that's a rough, rough schedule. But, oh. you know, I the Caps are one of those teams where, uh, you know, as un- I'll be unbiased here. Plus money, the Caps are a good bet. I mean, they can beat yeah. anybody. They on any given night, they can beat anybody. They, they really can. They're not a bad. They were getting team. disrespected too. Like last yeah. night against the Devils, they were plus money, and they were they were plus one and a half against the Devils. So I was like, okay, fuck you, Vegas odds makers, and I took Caps reverse puck line at like plus two forty or some nonsense, mm-hmm. and it hit. So fuck you all. <laughs> I would imagine in those four in that fourteen game stretch, they'll be underdogs in over fifty percent of those. Yeah, probably for almost all of them. So keep an eye out on the Washington Capitals as an underdog bet. Um, moving on to the Pittsburgh Penguins, liking what I'm seeing so far. Tough loss last night to the Edmonton Oilers. That was a gong show of a game. I don't even know. Um, those Western Canadian games always get a little out of hand. Um, they are on their Western Canadian road trip right now. So as we're recording this, they will take on the Calgary Flames in about an hour and then move on to the Vancouver Canucks um, later this week and finish the trip out with the Seattle Kraken. So we'll see how it all goes. Offense is clicking. They have scored at least six goals in all but two of their games so far. So you love to see that. Um, Sid looks like Sid. Jake got hurt. I don't know if you guys saw this. Gensel took a puck. I believe it was against – I can't remember. It was their last home game. He took a puck to the ear, and his ear was just bleeding everywhere, like the lobe of it right at the top. Um, and then Bob Erie was going on a rant about wearing ear guards, and I don't even fucking wear them in men's league. But whatever. Um, that's beside the point. Uh, we Doesn't definitely need to get Jake back. Yeah, dude. There's like three players in the league that wear them that are like good. It's like Sid, Gino, and Patrick Kane. And nobody, I was gonna say Kane is definitely them. one of them. Such a dweeby move, but whatever. <laughs> I can't, I guess I can't hate too much, but uh, I like what I see from the pen so far. One loss can't be that mad. I mean, it's gonna happen. Edmonton's a good team and they had our number last year, so let's see how they go. Um, into the rest of the week, finishing up this Western road trip. They got a lot of road games coming up. I think like 11 of their next 14 are on the road. So should be a fun one. I also did not realize, and I'm bummed about this, they play the Caps in D.C. in like two weeks. Oh. Uh, it's, a Wednesday, it's a Wednesday, like November 9th or 10th, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's coming up because you, go? just, you just read it on the uh, cap schedule. There. I do. I have an extremely early flight the day after, like a 5.30 in the morning one. Ooh, out of <laughs> yeah. where? Uh, BWI. Ooh. So I'm like, yeah, they, they play again in D.C. in January, so I might target that one instead, but I'm blown because I really wanted to go to that. Um, I also owe Perry West, fellow listener, a ticket to that game because, <laughs> surprise, I lost a bet last year to him. So, yep, you definitely um, did. That's always fun. So, yeah. Is that um, how you guys settled up was tickets instead? Yeah. Yeah. That that bet was um, made at a bar in Fells Point, Baltimore, watching a Caps game, and the Rangers-Penguins were tied 1-1 in the series. I bet the Penguins. He bet the Rangers. I thought my life was – on easy street after a three, one lead. And we all know how that ended. So yeah. Well, Mac and I know how that one ended. I think yeah. you got like your first taste of how that one ended, but yeah, yeah. no, I've, 
I've I've experienced pain before. I've experienced pain for four or five years now, so it's whatever. I I'm uh, sorry. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> we haven't won a playoff series in well, neither of you, right? Yeah. You haven't I, won a playoff series since you won the cup, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so you feel like pain. Well, okay. I was about to say neither of you, but that's right. You won like one and then we beat you. <laughs> yes. We won one <laughs> against the fucking flyers. So I don't even know if that counts. Right. Um yeah. All right, question of the day, and then we'll wrap up. Sure. But, all right, well, given the fact that I am concussed right now, <laughs> uh, what is each of your worst sports injuries? Oh, I actually am extremely lucky. I really haven't had anything too, too bad. I had to... Uh, this hand, the pinky finger on this hand, as I'm sure you can see, is not exactly like in directly or like well. Um, gym class, junior year of high school, they finally put like a hockey class in there. Yep. Finally got enough kids to sign up for it. And this kid like golf swung the hockey stick and his follow through just Ooh. snapped this finger from here all the way back to about down here. Damn. Um, and it fractured it and I had to miss like regionals for swimming and it was just like a huge disaster. So, uh, my two sports coming together to royally bite me in the ass. Oof, that is rough. Um, I don't, mine was never formally diagnosed. It was self-diagnosed. Um, but I'm pretty sure I broke my tailbone or severe or fractured it or severely bruised it. Nice. I got like wrecked like behind the net one time. And was yeah, it like, in high school hockey or like beer league or what? It was tra- It was travel my sophomore year of high school. It's it was, like stars. Yeah. And I like the spine pad on my pants like didn't cover it and it just like cracked. Like it like there would be times where it was a sharp pain when I would get up out of a seat. I would like almost fall and I'd have to use my arms to like prop myself up. Um, that one really hurt. However, I'll go over through this real quick. Most painful injury of all time. First grade field day relay race. I won, kid next to me lost. Then we raced inside to go go to the water fountain. He beat me, slammed the door on my right middle finger, entire oh, fingernail fell off. Oh, no. fell off. That's brutal. Oh yep. my God. Purple for two days, then peeled it off. Boom. It was like rubbery, wrinkly skin underneath. It was gross. So this fingernail has been regrown, no pun intended. But I've, wow. I've had that happen to my toe before. It is absolutely disgusting. Awful. So. My my worst one is not the concussion. Um, my worst one by far, I would say, um, was freshman year of college. I was trying to trying desperately to make Marquette's hockey team. Um, and I shattered my kneecap. I think um, you told me this once. Yeah. So it was literally like classes had not even started yet. You know, like we were there like a week or two ahead of time, like four tryouts and everything. Uh, and I was a freshman in a new city, didn't know like my way around campus even or whatever. And I think it was, there were three days of tryouts and this was the second day. Uh, and (laughs) full, full disclosure, I was not going to make this hockey team. Like they were so much better than me. Now I told everyone at school, I was like, oh yeah, I was, I was going to make it, but I broke my <laughs> of knee. Of course, <laughs> I would have gone pro if it wasn't for my bum. Literally, knee, I, I I probably told so many girls like, oh, like, yeah, that ruined my competitive hockey career. If not for that, you know, would have gone to the show. But Fucking right, but yeah, no, I was literally on crutches for like the first like 
three months of my college career, which was extremely difficult. Uh, yeah. Um, and my knee is still fucked up because of it. So were you Oof. trying out for a club team or was it like, D3? it was club, but they're like D two were... club or something. It's like a very good team. Honestly. And they were nasty. And they've since gotten even like they've, they've gone even higher up in like the rankings since then. So I, I had no business being there, but you know, we tried. Um, no, I was just curious. Yeah. I think it was D two club. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. they don't ask how they ask how many. Mm. I wonder if hockey house pod ever covers them. I'm sure they do. Yeah, Go maybe. check those guys out if you're uh, into the ACHA scene. Great guys. Yeah. Um, all righty. That will wrap up episode 141 for us. Unless you guys got any final notes, I think we are done here. Yeah, I'm all set. All righty. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate the love and support. Go check out our website, www.emptybetters.com. You can find our merchandise on there as well. Go New check stuff out the coming daily- soon. Yes, sir. Go check out the Daily Goal Horn. We'll be posting some articles on there over the coming months. Uh, am I missing anything? And follow us on Twitter. We're always posting pics on there and tweeting shit. So, um, yeah, thank you once again. And without further ado, class dismissed.